Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Science Bob Flugfelder and Steve Hockensmith, who are kicking off a new series for middle graders with the book Nick and Tesla's High Voltage Danger Lab. The book is being published in November by Quirk Books, which is sponsoring this podcast. In Nick and Tesla's High Voltage Danger Lab, 11-year-old twin siblings Nick and Tesla are spending the summer with their eccentric Uncle Newt while their parents are off studying soybeans in Uzbekistan. But no sooner do they arrive at Uncle Newt's home when they are pulled into several neighborhood mysteries, mysteries they try to use science to figure out. This is the first children's book from Science Bob Flugfelder, who's an elementary school teacher who also regularly appears on TV shows like Jimmy Kimmel Live and whose experiments have appeared in magazines that include People, Popular Science, and Wired. Steve Hockensmith is also writing for children for the first time with the Nick and Tesla series. His previous books for adults include the Holmes on the Range series, as well as two Pride and Prejudice and Zombies sequels, Dawn of the Dreadfuls and Dreadfully Ever After. Uh, Bob, Steve, uh, thanks for speaking with me. Great to be here. So, of course, one of the really fun aspects of this book is that there are several uh, hands-on and science experiments for kids to try, and they, they correlate to the plot of the story. Uh, so to ask a, a sort of chicken-and-egg question, how did you guys uh, fit the pieces together? Uh, Bob, did you come up with the experiments first, or was it uh, more like Steve saying, I want this and that, this to happen in the story. Can we come up with some experiments that fit that situation? Yeah, well, there's the irony, because uh, for me, I, I'm thinking... Uh, you know, I can if I if Steve gives me some storylines, I can come up with some uh, experiments. And Steve is thinking if Bob gives me some experiments, I'm sure I can revolve the story around it. So it ends up being sort of a give and take. He he um, he uh, wants to know sort of what's in the realm of what we can do, and then he can adapt it to the storyline or change it as we go along. Okay. You know, aside from the experiments, there are a lot of scientific references throughout the story, uh, especially since both Nick and Tesla are pretty interested in science themselves. Uh, Steve, did you and Bob put your heads together when it came to other elements, say Uncle Newt's kind of crazy coffee maker or references to Occam's razor and things like that? Uh, yeah, there was a, there's a lot of back and forth that goes on. Um, a lot of discussion and just you know any any opportunity we have to cram in a little more education then we we go for it uh not that it's uh, necessarily um educational wall to wall but you know because the main thing is to make it fun um but you know any opportunity we have to dribble in a little knowledge uh we we go for it excellent and uh steve were you much of a, a science kid not at all. Uh, it's it's sort of funny that uh, you know we've had some conversations about these books and you know what kind of kids we were, and you know Bob is the kind of guy who he he would have enjoyed the story, but he would have been just hankering to get at those experiments and uh, start building himself. And I'm the kind of kid, uh, or was the kind of kid who would skip the experiments pretty much and and just you know find out like what's going to happen next because uh, hands on is not my way. I let other people's hands do the work. And Bob, is it safe to say that uh, science has always been a big part of your life? Yeah, it definitely has. I was the kid that was turning over the rocks and finding salamanders in the backyard and taking apart the VCR when it didn't work and figuring out kind of what wire leads to what. But I, I, it was more sort of a maker, uh, it was just a tagline used nowadays, uh, more sort of a a maker kid uh, where I liked uh, kind of building and exploring as opposed to getting in-depth into the chemistry and physics of it. 
And Steve, uh, you know, you mentioned fun earlier, and I do feel like uh, a certain sense of fun has been a big part of your books uh, so far, whether for kids or adults. Did um, I guess how did you approach this book um, any differently than some of those books, if at all? You know, that's that's a great question that I've been wrestling with, and I haven't I haven't wrestled it into a good answer yet. Um, you know, because it, it's sort of a mysterious thing, like what makes a, a good kids' book? What makes it uh, something different than just a good a good book? Uh, why does why is it good for kids? Why what's going to be there that they're going to respond to? And I don't know. Um, you know, I, it's not like I sat there uh, before I started writing. Um, you know, trying to channel uh, my 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 childhood brain um, or uh, you know force my children to sit and stare over my shoulder you know, as I typed every word. Does this one look good? Is this, is this, is this a kid-friendly word? Can I use this one? Um, so I think, I think you're right to peg it to the fun thing. I just kind of went into it thinking um, I always try to have fun with, with my writing. I always try to bring a story that's going to hopefully pull people in with some characters that are pretty amusing um, and just kind of have fun with it myself. And if I have fun, they'll have fun. Um, and I just kind of went at it like that again, and it seems to have turned out okay. Excellent. And uh, Bob, could you talk a little bit, I guess, about how the, the book came together to begin with? Maybe how you guys landed on these two characters, where the, the idea from the series even originated with? I received an email from Steve, and he said, I'm working on a kid's book, and we want to integrate um, a story and some experiments. Um, and, he, and he said the, t- the title is Nick and Tesla's High Voltage Danger Lab. And I basically sent him back a one-sentence email that said, uh, you got me on the title. <laughs> um, and so, and I was the kid, and I, one of the reasons I think librarians are, are particularly excited about this is because I was the kid that was constantly checking out the books that were, um, you know, that were field guides or less storybooks. And so... Uh, when I heard the idea that we're going to integrate a how-to gadget book into a novel, I knew that that would have been a book that I would have been very excited to read. And I think that's why a lot of, um, we've gotten such a great response from teachers and uh, librarians, because they know that kid that that they think will really enjoy this book. Excellent. And how about uh, for you, Steve? Can you talk a little bit about uh, the origins of the project on your end? Yeah, uh, uh, Bob and I are very lucky in that uh, there were two very important players uh, who ended up bringing us together. Uh, the first one was Jason Rakulik, who's the um, uh, publisher now at Quirk Books. Uh, and he is just the most ingenious idea man I have ever encountered in the world of publishing. He's the guy who came up with the idea for uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Uh, and he has come up with many more spectacular ideas since then. And one of them was this. Uh, he just, uh, you know, I've worked with him obviously in the past on other projects. And he shot me a message saying, um, hey, would you look at this idea I have for a kids series? What do you think? Uh, so he came up with the title. He came up with the, the basic premise of the two kids who go to live with the uncle and uh, having the the projects that are integrated into the plot. And then he just let me run with it from there. Then the other key player was our good friend, Mr. Google. And uh, he's the one who led me to Bob. Um, you know, I just, I needed to find somebody who uh, could bring, could put on a lab coat 
and bring the science knowledge and do it in a fun, kid-friendly way. And, you know, when I found Bob's website, I just knew this, this guy's got it. He's going to get it. Um, and fortunately, I was correct, and, and Bob was excited, and we, we took it from there. Great. And, uh, Bob, is it, is it correct that you still uh, teach uh, elementary school full-time? Uh, uh, part-time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I teach uh, third and fourth grade science um, at an elementary school. And uh, what do your students think about having a teacher who um, makes regular appearances on national TV and things like that? They're they're obviously uh, excited about it. One of them's late night when they're asleep. The other one is when they're supposed to be in school. But I guess they catch them online. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they get excited about it. It's kind of uh, I'm very fortunate in that I've gotten to go on a number of times, and so they're just like I, I saw you on TV again last night. <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't. I don't want to sound uh, too grandiose or anything. But do you feel like you have certain uh, a certain mission or at least certain goals when it comes to kids in science, whether you're in the classroom or on TV? Uh, yeah, it's to create a, an experiential um, a learning experience, um, and especially with this book, to really have kids build things um, because we have more and more kids that are looking at screens. Um, and they are not building models kits anymore. Uh, hobby shops are going out of business quickly. Um, uh, and so to kind of bring that back and to get them to uh, inspire them to build and, you know, get a glue gun and uh, put some wires together, uh, that's, for me, where the people that build the Mars rovers get started. And so we want to create the innovators of tomorrow. Excellent. And um, Steve, I wondered if you could talk at all about the, the sort of the look of the series in the books. Did you have any input on that or interact with uh, illustrator Scott Garrett at all? Uh, you know, my input was seeing the illustrations uh, passed on to me from Jason mm-hmm. and going, whoa, yeah, this guy rocks. Woohoo. Uh, you know, I've only actually... Uh, uh, communicated with Scott a few times, uh, and, and Bob has reflected on this in the past, that this is very much a 21st century collaboration. Bob and I have never met face-to-face, and neither of us have met Scott. He's in Germany, isn't he? Uh, I, well, I, th- I thought he was English. See, we, um, we were not even yeah, sure. That's how modern this is. We don't even know where on the planet Earth the guy is. <laughs> uh, I just know he's, he's tremendously uh, talented. And you know, it's it's uh, great how we can bring what we bring to the table, and then even though we have never met, um, what we bring to the table affects what the other people do. Like uh, when I saw Scott's illustrations, that was was when the tone of the series was really cemented for me. I mean, I feel like from the first draft, it was it was pretty much on target, but once I saw his illustrations. I just really knew, aha, okay, that's how this is going to feel. And, and so um, it's been a great collaboration, even though, you know, I hope one day I get to, I get to shake the guy's hand. We'll see. Excellent. Um, so, Bob, uh, going back to the, the experiments for a bit and the projects, I guess, are, are there any uh, personal favorites of yours among the ones uh, included with this book? And were there any that uh, had to stay on the cutting room floor? Well, the bottle rocket launcher is my favorite. Because it's so unexpected for people as to how high this rocket goes. And we even had uh, Jason, the publisher, he called up. He's like, wow, this thing really works. We launched it 30 times over the weekend. And even this past weekend, uh, I, I 
uh, got their bottle rocket launcher out because uh, I had some friends over, and um, so that's my favorite just because uh, yeah, it's got a big wow factor. Um, as far as uh, if any have ended up on the cutting room floor, it's been early on. It was very hard to define what were the limits of a project. Um, for example, early on we decided okay, no soldering because our Typical readers are probably not going to have soldering experience. That cut down quite a bit on on the number of projects we could use, um, but it also meant that we're now going to more household materials. So I don't remember if any ended up on the cutting room floor, but um, uh, but there was a lot of you know we wanted to make it very homegrown, but not make it um, so complicated that they didn't want to even try it. Mm-hmm. And they definitely do seem like um, experiments that kids would want to try when you're talking about, you know, rocket launchers and things like that. It's not, uh, it doesn't feel like homework exactly, but rather an opportunity, I guess. Uh, Steve, uh, can you talk at all about the the scope of the series? There's at least a, a couple more books on the horizon, right? Yeah, there are three more on the way. Uh, two are in the can, as they say at the moment. Uh, we've got uh, Robot Army Rampage, which is the the first sequel. And then after that, uh, Nick and Tesla's... Uh, oh, gosh. I just finished this book, and maybe did I forget the title already? Uh, Secret Agent Gadget Battle. Uh, right. You know, uh, with us writers, we, we have to move fast, and I'm already on to the next thing, hmm. uh, which is actually the fourth book which is Nick and Tesla's Super Cyborg Gadget Glove, uh, which um, hopefully, Bob, you and I will need to talk later. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be writing that within the next week. Um, But yeah, so we've got uh, four books at least in the series, and hopefully there'll be more after that. Um, And, you know, there are certain elements when you read the first book, uh, you'll see that there is sort of the groundwork being laid for uh, what they call in the business a mythology or a story arc, uh, which basically just means a, a lot of mysterious backstory that we're going to learn more about as the books continue. Like uh, in your introduction, you mentioned the parents going off to uh, Uzbekistan to study soybeans, uh, which I know sounds tremendously exciting to our young readers, hmm. uh, but it will turn out that maybe that's not the case. Maybe they're not in Uzbekistan. Maybe they're not studying soybeans. Maybe, in fact, they're working on something very different and very dangerous. Excellent. And are you um, also juggling uh, some other books as well? I, yes, I do have another series as well that I'm going to have uh, starting up next summer, which is another one for grown-ups, another mystery series. Great. And uh, how about you, Bob? Are there any other um, projects uh, or appearances or other things you can talk about that you might have uh, in the pipeline? Uh, we just finished the the fall cycle, so uh, I was fortunate enough to get invited back uh, onto Jimmy Kimmel, and so we did that two weeks ago, and then uh, and then I also appeared on Kelly and Michael on Friday. And what's coming up next? No, this is the calm now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we, we got a couple a uh, couple signings coming up, and uh, and then just getting the word out. Great. And you, know, you mentioned signings. Uh, you, are you pretty, do you feel somewhat used to having, um, uh, to dealing with kids? I know that a lot of kids will write into your website with uh, certain science questions, things like that. Um, are you pretty accustomed to, you know, getting to do some live events with kids around, that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, we presented to, uh, or I presented to uh, 500 kids out in California two weeks ago. And, um, 
it was just sort of a, a lot of fun demos and things. Talked about the book. Um, Quirk was kind enough to donate uh, two books to every class in this uh, elementary school. So, yeah, I think uh, the more we can, uh, you know, get the word out about making science fun and, uh, and helping kids become uh, innovators, uh, the better. Great. And do, do events like that sort of uh, uh, make, leave you feeling pretty, uh, pretty hopeful in terms of uh, building another generation of uh, inventors and makers and scientists like that? Yes, uh, there's definitely a movement. Uh, there's a, a festival called uh, Maker Fair, which is just people that build cool things get together. And they, uh, <clears throat> they've been growing tremendously uh, all over the world, really. And, uh, and events like Comic-Con and... and, and um, Dragon Con uh, definitely have a creative builder aspect to them, and kids are starting to tag on to that now. And so we're going to hopefully ride that wave a little. And uh, Steve, uh, how about for yourself? Are you planning to get out there a little bit and uh, talk with some kids about the book? Yeah, I've got um, some school events that have been set up by Quirk, so I'll be getting out and doing that in a couple weeks. Um, and then I think I'll just be hanging out on street corners, uh, yelling at passersby, uh, throwing books at uh, random strangers, and basically doing whatever I can to spread the word. Perfect. Well, it sounds like viral marketing to me. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you know, congratulations again on the new book to both of you, and uh, thanks for speaking with me. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, once again, I've been speaking with Science Bob Flugfelder and Steve Hockensmith, whose new book is Nick and Tesla's High Voltage Danger Lab, publishing in November from Quirk Books. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. Cast.